When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. new ADHD medicine. Not at all counterintuitive to why I need medicine in the first place. Oh, I have to schedule a doctor's appointment and then go and then get my blood pressure taken and then wait for the pharmacy. And so it's been um, my medicine officially ran out yesterday. And then today, Donnie and I recorded and like halfway through, he was like, are you okay? Because <laughs> I was just, I was talking about Lance Bass going to space. Okay. Why, how did we get there? I don't know. <laughs> Miracles. So, can't wait to see w- what happens tonight. Okay, great. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Reality Is that is officially now co-hosted by the cute ones. <laughs> Hi, Chelsea. Hi. I didn't know we were recording already. My face. I'm red. Hello, everybody. It's okay. The good news is that this podcast is only an audio, audio medium because um, – I'm just a tired mom, okay? I'm not going to do this to anybody. You're yeah, bold I'm, for getting on video. I'm what? You're I'm bold. old. You're bold. Oh. <laughs> I'm old. No, you're younger than I'm me. a trampoline with eyes, Nor. How dare you? <laughs> okay, let me take a deep breath. Hello, <laughs> listeners. If you hated me before, I don't think it's going to get better from here. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I said, hey, you want to come and talk about Vanderpump Rules? And you were like, yeah, sure, but um, Bravo fans scare me. So uh, same. So mm-hmm. here's a, here's the disclaimer, guys. Hey, hey, how about everybody calms the fuck down about this television show, okay? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that, Noor. No, I, I have a hard time dipping my I am slowly creeping back into the Bravo sphere. I'm watching this show. I'm enjoying myself. And I have this really weird experience where I'm like laughing my ass off during a show and then I make the mistake of as Donnie always does opening Twitter and seeing what the people <laughs> on Twitter are saying or the people on Instagram and I 
I'm like, am I a moron? Again, the answer is yes. But like, (laughs) I feel like we're watching different shows because I was just laughing about Tom Sandoval thinking that LED lights are somehow in violation with his freedom of speech. And people are writing think pieces on like, I don't know. I don't even know. So the internet really is so good at ruining everything fun. And and, uh, that's something I realized when um, the internet ruined Real Housewives of Potomac for me. And like also Mm. even before this new season of Vanderpump Rules, like just when the trailer came out, the way everybody was like, losing their fucking minds and they were like yeah that's right this is what's gonna happen that's right ariana your time is over i was like everybody needs to relax okay like there is this thing about us as a society okay Mm -hmm. loving a woman when she is down but immediately hating on her as soon as she comes back up it's like yes relax everyone yeah, we're like, yes, queen, yes, queen, until we get to say, oh, she's gotten too big for her britches, yuck, you know? How dare she be in Chicago? Like, her Elsa dance wasn't even that good. Well, shut up. I don't know why I'm doing my Andy Cohen voice, maybe because he's also a woman hater, but. <laughs> was that Andy Cohen? I thought it was Regis again. Oh, it could have been. No, Regis would never. Regis would never. No, it's, I have started purposely not paying attention and muting accounts who post spoilers, blinds, and commentary on seasons that we haven't even seen yet because the point of a trailer is to get people interested. The point of a trailer is to be inflammatory. The point of a trailer is to tease things that might not be what actually happens. And I mean, I am worried about this season just because I think historically on Bravo, the season following an explosive, amazing season is usually a big old dud, but I'm hopeful. Yeah. Unless you're the Real Housewives of Miami. I mean, I know that you're touching your feet back into Bravo, but those Miami girls, oof, they're the best. (laughs) Everyone's delusional. They are caricatures and it's the best. Mm. Um, okay, so before we get into this uh, premiere of Vanderpump Rules, you have been doing the Lord's work because this season we know that we're not going to get any Raquel slash Rachel, mm-hmm. but lucky for us, I have on the podcast today <laughs> an insider of what's going on in Raquel Levis's mind. And when I say insider, it's you. And when I say insider, I mean you're the one person who listens to our podcast and then recaps it for us. Mm-hmm. It's turning into not a labor of love, perhaps an act of self-harm at this point. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm not somebody. I mean, if you have followed me for a while, you know I'm not somebody who follows through. I'm not somebody who's going to keep doing something. Have people been asking for my scientists to come out of retirement and bring back their likability charts every month for the past two years? They sure have. Have I? No, I don't feel like it. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I committed when she dropped her first episode, I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen so you don't have to, and I'm going to do recaps. When I set off on this maiden voyage, I was not aware that Rachel Savannah Levis, as she's being called these days, I did not know or have any way of anticipating that this woman would be dropping upwards of three episodes a week. Three episodes a week? I am exhausted, Nor. We have five episodes already out. It has been out for 10 days. 
hold on. Is she on like Bethany's network? I believe so. Okay. Yes. That poor thing. She has no choice but to release three episodes a week. Yeah, Beth- she's going to – Bethany's she's- working her like a workhorse, okay? Yeah. She's going to do a podcast about the ways that she was exploited by being actively exploited as we speak, <laughs> which she <laughs> – is and of course I, this is a lot of speculation on my part. But when you spend as many hours as I have with Rachel Savannah Levis over the past ten days, you start to notice things. And I, I have some qualms about the way it is being produced because essentially it's her podcast, mm-hmm. but there is this podcast producer who they bring in who is still to this day anonymous. She sounds like she is calling in from a tin can in a treehouse somewhere. I don't know if she's in the studio. I don't know if she's using some sort of like voice disguise, but we've never heard this woman's name. And I feel like it's intentional. Like I think this woman who, you know, quote unquote, believes in the cause and wants Rachel to get her voice out there. I think she is in the witness protection program and like doesn't want anyone to know she's associated with this podcast. But it's just her asking Rachel questions like, I guess Rachel did an AMA, like mm-hmm. an Ask Me Anything on her Instagram at one point, and now it's just her answering viewers' questions. But the way she a- the way she answers the question is like, you are going to ask me a question and I'm going to say what I was already going to say regardless of what question you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm really intrigued about this mystery producer. Mm-hmm. Could it be Bethany herself? We would know. <laughs> we would know. No, it, it, that would have to be a true, like, state of the art uh, <laughs> voice disguise technology, which we don't know. We don't know what Skinny Girl's up to. They got rid of the deli meats. Perhaps they've entered spyware. I don't know. <laughs> Could it be Lala? No. I have, I feel like I have heard this voice before but maybe i have five times in the past 10 days you know it's hard to tell <laughs> maybe the what never i had before yeah <laughs> yeah um now because you listen to this podcast when you were watching this episode did you feel like you had a different perspective watching it because you are um inside <laughs> rachel savannah levis's mind i did actually <laughs> okay this is the thing. I feel like, number one, she's 100% at some point going to get sued by Bravo because she is giving <laughs> – No, she's giving so much behind-the-scenes tea. And for those who are listening, I have an entire – now two highlights. That's how much this woman <laughs> records. I have two highlights. Over 10 days. Over 10 days. <laughs> recapping this podcast. I mean, she's probably dropping an episode as we speak. I'm going to log off and there four more episodes are going to be in my feed. But she's going to get sued because in episode one, which she calls chapter one, and I'm like, are we, we're calling this a book? We're, we're supposed to pretend that we're reading a book here, Rachel. But in chapter one, she specifically like outlines the parameters in which she's operating, where she's like, I signed a contract where I am not allowed to speak about behind the scenes production. So I'm going to be talking about my experience and some of the Tom Sandoval stuff wasn't a storyline. It wasn't produced. So I can talk about that. And now she's out here talking about like producers essentially like trapping her and Charlie in Lake Tahoe and not letting them leave until they do X, Y, and Z. So like a hundred percent, she's going to be sued at some point. 
But that being said, she's giving information. And so the things that I saw in this premiere episode that Rachel helped me see was, number one, I already knew about the lightning bolt postcard. Mm -hmm. She'd already told us about that. And number two, and this makes me happy because you know I love to collect evidence of why this man fucking sucks, (laughs) Tom Schwartz. That little, mm, 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 oh, mm, just give him a hug. Mm, mm, why is everybody so mad at me? Mm, mm. He knew about the affair from literally the moment it started. Yeah, of course. Tom Sandoval was at Tom Schwartz's house the day, the morning after he and Rachel hooked up for the first time. And before they had talked about what happened, Tom went to Schwartz's apartment to call Rachel to talk about the fact that they had hooked up for the first time. So Tom Schwartz knew about this affair before they even had a chance to talk about if it, if it was going to be a long-term affair or just a one-night oopsie-kitty. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Tom Schwartz, my cousin said this before, that Sandoval is Voldemort where Schwartz is um, Wormtail. I've never heard something more true in my whole life. <laughs> and also Tom Schwartz just triggers the shit out of me because he reminds me of my – college ex-boyfriend like there's something about (laughs) like a guy who's like so charming and oh I'm just like a little boy and oh look at my cute little smile and it's like behind the scenes you know he's a fucking monster I think that all of us have dated that man Mm -hmm. all of us have at some point dated that man who was so charming and so sweet and so fun to everybody else but an absolute dickwad to -hmm. you in private. And then to this day, you're like, I, I need everybody to know. <laughs> Don't you see? Don't you see what I've been through? And it's like, chill out, babe. We're just having fun. I'm just having beers with the boys. And it's like, up. Oh, I'm so angry. I know. I hate it. I hate it. When I went on Katie's podcast, her old podcast, yeah. I feel compelled to confess whenever I meet people. I've like, it must be the ex-Catholic in me that I just, I feel like I need to confess my sins. One of the first things that I said going on her podcast was, your husband triggers me. (laughs) Because I could not like, I've talked so much shit about him and they were still together at the time. And I was like, I I just have to say it out loud. Your husband triggers me. Oh my God. He's the worst. Mm, Um, Also, he seems like he smells. Yes. Yeah. Like a pile of moldy laundry. Didn't he bathe in the river before his wedding and he didn't take a shower? He sure did. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. <sighs> All right. We got a new intro. What are your thoughts about it? It's fine. I like that it's progressing. I always like that they are taking steps away from the make-believe world where they all still work at Sir. So I'm yeah. fine with it. Yeah. It just is a little short. Well, there's not that many people left. And, and they were we, still hoping for old Rachel Savannah Levis to come in. <laughs> and we don't get the, you know, um, the Lisa sitting in the middle with her various dead dogs and <laughs> and Ken. Her various dead dogs and Ken. And her then other all of the various staff. dead dog. <laughs> and then the rest of the staff. Like, we don't get that shot anymore. And I felt like that was like a big iconic part of it in Pump Rules is like Mama Mama Lisa sitting in the middle, Mother Lisa, and then everybody around her. Yeah, that is true. Do you feel like they just couldn't get the Vaseline on the camera <laughs> at the right angle for the intro? <laughs> don't you love that? How like 
Look, it shows going, shows going. Then Lisa shows up and I'm like, what's in my eyes? <laughs> it's full like soap opera lighting from the 80s. It's like I can see every pore on crusty ass Tom Schwartz's face. But Lisa Vanderpump has no nose like Gretchen Rossi. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Um, so we open up on Tom and Ariana's home where she's making her own dumpling latte. Then we go to Brock and Sheena and Summer Moon and Allie and James and Mr. Banks at their new house by the airport and Shorts in his apartment, his disgusting apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, you and- know that he does not take care of those plants like yeah. he pretends to and he talks about like the different types of plants he has. But you know that all of those plants are like rotting at the root and have those little gnats around them and so his whole apartment you know that like you sit on the couch and you are getting like touched by gnats it's so gross like the the whole and i'm like you got is a pet bugs like (laughs) just such a disgusting man god he's the worst uh anyway katie visits ariana um and they're gonna go thrifting uh for decor for something about her tom is absent because he's filming special forces where i don't know if you know this but he was fireman carried by queer teen icon judge osiwa i sure did know that i didn't watch a single second of that show but i do know that that happened to him Is that is I was like, why didn't we get that shot? Like, I hope that in the second episode when Tom comes home, (laughs) please, 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 what network did that air on? I don't know, Paramount. Okay, we have there has to be some crossover between the billionaires that own these conglomerates because we need. Oh, I I've never needed something more in my life than Tom being like, "Yeah, I'm back." And, oh, I don't know why everybody is Andy Cohen. That's my only impression. Regis, Andy Cohen, Tom Sandoval. But he's like, "Yeah, I'm back. I did this thing." Oh, his is more like I guess guttural and raspy. Like, he's, yeah, like he's pretending to not be forty. Yeah, but. But he, yeah, I would love to see him be like, I'm back from filming. It was amazing. It was such a great experience. And then we get a flashback of him over Jojo Siwa's shoulder, <laughs> the high pony. <laughs> oh, God. What a joke that man's become. <laughs> He's always been a joke. Ugh. <laughs> we find out that Ariana and Tom have no, uh, no contact policy and they communicate through Tom's assistant. That poor girl. She is not being paid enough. <laughs> no, not at all. That text message about the LED lights. Brutal. <laughs> Brutal. Please tell him to turn off the LED lights at night. It's annoying the neighbors. He says it's freedom of speech. <laughs> it falls under. It falls, falls under, under freedom of speech, dude. Like, mm. ugh. He's, he sucks. Um, Katie is really coming in bisexual chic and i have never been hotter for katie maloney shorts no katie maloney no yeah no schwartz yeah i really i came around to katie in the early days she drove me bonkers but my best friend always identified as a katie and she always said like no she is being gaslit behind the scenes she is loyal she expects the same loyalty out of her friends etc 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 and i love that from what I see, not to quote Donnie, but from what I see people saying on Twitter, <laughs> it does seem like universally she was the least annoying to everybody this first episode, which I'm excited about. Yeah. And also she's looking at everybody 
on the show like with genuine like heart eyes you know like she Mm -hmm. she to me feels like her being untethered from schwartz like really has helped her blossom into like a less bitter person yeah because she doesn't have to be constantly monitoring her husband or trying to figure out what he's going to do to fuck up a social situation. Like she can literally just trust herself and go and not have to worry about like what this other person is going to fuck up for her and then gaslight her about later. Yeah. And I think like it's like Katie all these years is fully vindicated. Like I told you, Tom Sandoval is an asshole and Schwartz also sucks. And now Schwartz will always pick Tom Sandoval even when he's pretending not to. I loved Schwartz's little – little pretend game that he was playing that he wasn't gonna go and be Tom Sandoval's ally in this like he was really trying to Mm -hmm. act like he was Mm -hmm. not gonna be like you you're probably texting Sandoval right now to get your script for this confessional yeah exactly um uh Ariana tells us that there's uh wait can we just talk about the difference like they I get it that nobody needs to have a perfect looking house okay Mm -hmm. my house looks like chaos right now but ariana's room i was shocked to see the chaos in ariana's room i was like oh okay it was very sierra from summer house it was a little bit more organized it would look like there was a lot of piles a lot of folded laundry that's well that's the progression of age sierra (laughs) will get there in 10 years she will know she but i can't I kind of understand the vibe as someone who, you guys heard my tangent starting this episode, as an unmedicated ADHDer, <laughs> I am that person that somebody is like, where are your keys? And I'm like, oh, under that drawer in that coffee table, under that rug, of course. And they're like, how do you know that? And I'm like, you better not move it because that's where I, I, that's I've i seen it. That's where the keys are right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I also think like she probably has a king-size bed that she was like so excited to have all this space for activities after Tom Sandoval moved uh-huh. out. And she was like – Half of this bed is going to be my fucking laundry that I can just keep. Yeah. And she's probably just so happy that she doesn't have Sandoval like yelling at her about his shirts getting wrinkled. She's like, I am going (sighs) to do the laundry and throw it on my bed and wait to fold it. Oh, my God. I love that. Right now, three of the beds in my home have laundry on them. What are beds for? (laughs) (laughs) One of the saddest days was when we got rid of my kid's crib because that's where all the laundry went. Yeah, a perfect little basket, really. It has all the sides. No, but I do I do love seeing Ariana and Katie so free and untethered. And this is the dynamic duo. This is always what I feel like if on Potomac, Ashley and Candace could ever yes. get it together to be the dynamic duo, to tag team all the other bullshit people on the on the and I I say bullshit people I love everybody on that cast but if they could tag team they could take over the world and that cast Uh, and I feel like all these years I think the Toms were keeping them apart for a reason because they knew what was going to happen if these two women linked up started comparing stories and then like banded together absolutely exactly um Ariana shares some of Tom's unhinged behaviors which include being a pen pal with Raquel and also (laughs) gluing the penis flute back together it's just like the metaphor writes itself (laughs) in tom's downtime he has glued his penis flute back together he hasn't that poor assistant did it's that too i hope sonia morgan watches vanderpump rules like i hope that she can get that poor woman on her intern her intern squad i know um 
James and Allie are building IKEA furniture, and um, you know he's just really excited to be in his new house. And James's growth, or how he shows his growth every season, is so funny to me because there is like legitimate growth, right? Like there's like, oh, like James bought this beautiful house by the airport. Like it looks really nice. I'm sure it was millions of dollars because it's fucking Los Angeles and shit is expensive. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited for him, but also James's growth is always based on like his comparison to other people. So he's always <laughs> like, he's like, isn't it so funny that I have a pool and I got one right after Sandoval started started not inviting me to his pool parties? <laughs> and I was like, James, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And he always like it, he never can acknowledge the reality of it. Like it would have been funny for him to make the joke about the planes, but he wasn't going to talk about the planes until he definitely saw the camera squad getting that B-roll footage of the planes. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. He just wants to pretend. And then once once he somebody points it out, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally am in on it. I'm in on it. And it's like, James, you're crying. <laughs> <laughs> you're actively taping up window tape so that we can't see outside so we can't see the plane. We've already seen the plane, James. Take the curtains down, bud. Uh, Brock and Sheena um, are at home and they're doing what parents do after their children go to take a nap, which is talk about their children taking a nap. Mm -hmm. But they're sitting on the couch and of course Sheena spends zero seconds turning this whole thing onto her and her most iconic (laughs) moments. For example, sitting on the couch, talking to Sandoval. She's like, every time I sit on the couch, I think about that conversation with Sandoval. I'm like, Sheena, (laughs) I love you. I'm sure that's great for Brock to hear as he's sitting there on the couch with her. (laughs) We find out that Sandoval tragically lost one of his friends Ali and Sheena because she's not a complete monster and at the end of the day does have a heart of gold uh texted Sandoval (laughs) texted Sandoval and said um hey I hope everything's okay and if you need anything please let us know and Sandoval responded to that by blocking her everywhere including blocking summer moon (laughs) okay this is the thing. Yes. And I'm about to alienate more listeners. So if I came – if I if you felt threatened by me talking shit about people who wear their high school rings a couple, week, a couple <laughs> weeks ago, just buckle up for round two. If you have an Instagram account – You know what? You don't even have to complete what you're saying. I already agreed with you, but go on. <laughs> if you have an Instagram account from the point of view of your child – who doesn't yet know how to write or read, stop it. (laughs) Stop it now. Stop it. Stop it. I understand that Summer Moon is Sheena's daughter. I understand that she's a public figure. I would understand if Sheena wanted to like secure that Instagram handle so there wasn't some weird like fan account pretending to be Summer Moon. I get that. Sure. But I, I I don't even need to look at Instagram to know that Summer Moon is posting about her day from Summer Moon's perspective. <laughs> it's it's um it's a lot. Yeah. And I under like I hate Tom Sandoval obviously, but she's like how dare you like block Summer Moon. It's like well obviously he knows that like I think he's aware that it's not actually Summer Moon <laughs> that's like it's just This a, isn't it, a slight against your 2-year-old. <laughs> He's pretty aware that you might be using your two-year-old's account to 
look at his shit. Like, this wasn't him being like, fuck you, Summer Moon. This was him. And actually, I'll t- you know, I hate Tom Sandoval, too, but this is what happened. He blocked Sheena. He clicked that button that said block yes. Sheena and any other yes. accounts she created. And poor Summer Moon was just a casualty. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Caught in the crosshairs. Exactly. And you know what, Sheena? Maybe you should think about that because – if you want Summer Moon to be out there, you can't also be an annoying person because when people block you, they're going to also block your daughter's Instagram account. You got to get Summer Moon a Gmail account. <laughs> That's the real thing. That's the real lesson learned here. Uh, um, Lala is moved into a place with her mom. And now I guess we're going to meet her brother, Easton. Um, what are your thoughts about Miss Lauren Kent? I have a complicated relationship with Lala. One-sided, of course, but (laughs) (laughs) you're like, and Lala also. (laughs) I've got something else to say. Lala, if you're listening to this, no. My thing with Lala is she always drives me bonkers because there's so much potential. I loved Lala coming in. Mm -hmm. That first season energy where she didn't give a fuck, she – shook up the cast. She was honest. She was raw. She was real. And I do think that it's clear the Randall situation like broke her. And so I do feel for her there. But there is a part of her that is so produced and so self-produced, but in the exact wrong ways. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I can tell you have, you have a way of seeing this. Like you have such potential to be the ultimate reality star, to be able to self-produce in a way that causes mess and chaos. But this bitch crying because she realized she was the other woman when she <laughs> literally had a lipstick shade called Mistress. Oh my God. That's Why is this a revelation? <laughs> Why is this a revelation? Yes. It's just so funny. She's like crying. She's like, it just makes me mistrust everyone. And like, I'm like, it, okay, it makes you mistrust everyone, but then you do things later on in this episode that make me feel like maybe you aren't quite thinking clearly. Like, it just, it, I, I get what Lala's doing. I think that Lala got, realized that she got a beating when she was coming in so hot against Raquel slash Rachel. Um, people were obviously calling out the double standards and everything like that. And I think she was like, okay, I need to course correct. And my way of course correcting is by producing myself to be the sympathetic figure, um, in this new season. And I think part of it is like, part of it is true, but ultimately the thing with Lala is that she's always going to do the thing that makes her the most popular on the show. She's always going to try to do the thing that makes her most popular on the show. Ironically, always makes her less popular by doing. She, it's the Sheena Shea effect. Absolutely. You think you're you're picking a team, and you always pick wrong. But I do agree with you. The thing about Lala is there are always kernels of authenticity, and there's always kernels of like I believe that she's going through a really tough time. I believe yes. that she is not being able to trust people. I believe that she's at a place where her mom is living with her because she needs the support and she needs the help. And like, she is a single mom now and Randall is a piece of shit. And all of that is true. I also think there's some course correction, like you said, about Rachel at the reunion. But also, I think ultimately, Lala thought she could convince Rachel to come back. And if she was the one that 
first extended that olive branch. Rachel has talked about it on her podcast, probably chapters one, two, three, and four at least. (laughs) But she's talked about how like part of the reason she made the choice to not come back is she knew the only person that would film with her on the cast was Tom Sandoval and she couldn't be sucked back into his vortex. So I think Lala was like, hey, if I'm the one who reaches out and is like, hey, I think I was too mean, I want to hear your side, then Lala gets all of those scenes. You know what I mean? Lala gets to be the one who then is like, hey, I think I should have a girls trip and bring everybody together. Hey, I think that I should facilitate the sit down between you and Ariana. I think that Lala really thought I can get Rachel to come back and then I can be the hero, the connector and the one who saw the light from the beginning. Yeah, but we can already see that backfiring. Oh, yeah. It's bad. Um, James meets with Schwartz, and Schwartz gives him a plant and a candle called Citrus Piss. Mm. Yeah, he's like, it's it's, uh, modeled after my scent, actually. (laughs) Citrus Piss. You know that scent of when you pee the couch after you get blackout drunk with the boys and you just spray a bit of Windex on top and call it clean? Citrus Piss by Tom Schwartz. That's so specific, and that's exactly what he smells like. 100%. Um, He talks about all the backlash against Schwartz and Sandy's because of Sandoval. And again, it's like he's coming in trying to do the boo-hoo, I'm so sad. You know, I told him that, like, he shouldn't be doing this. And, like, I feel like I feel like a pariah because, like, everybody – like, I'm not Sandoval. I'm just Schwartz. It's like, fuck off. You knew about this whole thing, and you played Mm -hmm. in everybody's face, and you did this whole plot and you did this whole stupid ass kissing thing at the wedding and like you don't get to do that you don't get to be like oh no I'm not him when you were doing all the things that he wanted you to do yeah and that's been Katie's point literally from season one is like Tom Schwartz is going to eventually get burned because Tom Sandoval is constantly like handing him a lit match and being like can you hold this for me bro yeah exactly Um, James says that Tom Schwartz is not his best Tom. He said, you're not your best Tom when you're Tom Tom. You're the best Tom when you're just Tom. I was like, James. It's sweet. That is really sweet. Yeah. Well, James is sober. He's California sober. Mm -hmm. He's got pecs. He's got glasses and a vape pen. (laughs) And it shows. Mm, The makings of all the personal growth in the universe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and a pool. He has a swimming pool, okay? He can have his own pool parties now. <laughs> I love that. I love that he's going to carry over the dueling pool party theme from whatever terrible season that was, like eight like four or nine. <laughs> he's like, hey, guys, I'm finally going to have my own pool party. It's not a puppy party anymore. I've moved on. Pool party. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, we learn that there's going to be the first all-cast event, which is going to be set at TomTom. And it's because it's James's like big night to press play on his little wiggy wiggy machines. <laughs> I love this trope. I love that every season we're going to pretend that like, well, we all have to support James. It doesn't matter where it is. We need to support James's DJing. <laughs> yes. So I, I'm going to L.A. in two weeks and I was looking up hotels in downtown LA and like it's so funny because I was looking at hotels in downtown LA then I was like oh let me look in WeHo and it's so funny because I could look at all of the hotels there and be like I remember this season they were there at Vanderpump Rules like it's like these different hotels like I now right now my my brain is blanking but like Hotel Ziggy I was like oh I know Hotel Ziggy 
that's last season when they had that like <clears throat> 1960s or 70s oh, yeah. party and like you know and <laughs> and James was like DJing and <laughs> and he fought with Raquel and then Raquel went and made out with what's his name the older guy with the oh. mustache long hair Peter Peter of course how could Ugh. I forget <laughs> pirate Pete of course <laughs> um anyway um, Ariana and Shishu go and get some couples massages, and we learn a little bit more about Ariana's boyfriend, Dan. Um, what are your thoughts about a uh, bounce back this quick? She was like, I met him literally 10 days after Scandal, and I was like, ooh. Yeah. I mean, this is where I agree with Lala of like, I'm a little skeptical. I'm a little wary to trust. I mean, I hope, I hope it's everything she hopes it to be, but I also feel like Ariana is a bit of a serial monogamous mm-hmm. and I I hope that this is like what she needs in the moment but I would hate for it to become something she feels like she has to stick out to prove it to somebody you know what I mean like I yeah. I would hate for it to like run its course and she feels like well no I need to prove to everybody that it wasn't a rebound and that we are whatever because I feel like part of what made her and Tom Sandoval last for so long is like she had to prove that the beginning of their relationship was worth it and made sense because it all worked out at the end and they got there happily ever after you know what I mean absolutely and I would not be surprised if like she kind of is following that same path I think the only difference here is that obviously in this relationship she is also prioritizing herself like she's doing so much for herself Mm -hmm. whereas in her relationship with Tom it was different and they were sort of like growing up together, if you will. Um, it does, you know, I just, uh, I got my, I got my, my, my alerts on. Um, mm-hmm. He, she, what he apparently was at the Chicago. He's, he's here right now, I guess. Well, Ariana's doing, cause I guess he's from New York. Is that what we learned also? He lives in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, All right. Well, yeah. Uh, and again, I don't follow the outside. I'm sure there are some accounts that like, I don't know do, or no, like have I been can't. following but yeah. for me I'm just watching as a viewer so I'm just very interested for that first like big scene with him how the editors are going to portray him and what type of mu- music will be in the background <laughs> because that that all I will need is clown bongo music or no clown ba- bongo music and that will let me know what story they're gonna tell or if you get a, a oh yeah that one is real scary because mm-hmm, that's that like a is gonna come and bite you in the ass like that's a you've that's the that's the bravo evolution equivalent of the ring that you pick up the phone and it's, it's seven days bad edit <laughs> tom tom hamlet said he wants to know who the person is that gets to press that button it's <laughs> It's like a nuclear code. You have to have three <laughs> fingerprints, and then it's like unleash the symbols. <laughs> um, Sheena's started on Zoloft because she's been really stressed out. She tells us that she was diagnosed with she had OCD and she has anxiety, and it got really. She had a good handle on it, and then it got really, really bad because of Scandaval. And all this stuff. And, like, I don't understand, like, why is the internet so angry? They're like, "Ah." Sheena, of course, had to make it about herself because now she has to be on antidepressants because of Scandaval. It's not even about her. I'm like, I mean, it was kind of a big fucking deal, you guys. Like, she had a restraining order put out (laughs) against her. Poor Shishu. Everybody thought she had to go to that, she had to go to that back trailer and watch, (laughs) sipping a white claw. Like, 
eating sun chips. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I eat sun chips now, I think about Sheena. Every time I sit on this couch and eat sun chips, I think about Scandal. <laughs> Poor Brock. Um, <laughs> said no one ever. <laughs> I also like, by the way, that they didn't put any of the boyfriends or girlfriends in the intro. They were like, maybe Allie, Brock, you know what? It's fine. Yeah. But maybe that was part of why the big Lisa Vanderpump scene didn't happen is like maybe it was just too small of a crowd and she felt weird about it. <laughs> she was like, okay, so it's you guys and then Allie and Brock and Mr. Banks. <laughs> Mm-mm. Can go back inside. We don't need you. <laughs> did you hear about? Did you know here that they made out at the and he's like, Ken, we've already done this. Did that was last season. Jump, jump, <laughs> we did get a Ken sighting this episode, and if you missed it, um, <laughs> go over to the Tom Hamlet's Instagram, and he posted a video. <laughs> Haunting, haunting. We haven't seen such. Such gray skin since that little gargoyle <laughs> at Bluestone Manor that looked like Bethany. <laughs> Lisa you- Rinna blocked me because I called Harry Hamlin an, an animatronic character from Chuck E. Cheese. But I would actually like to formally apologize to Lisa Rinna for that because I think I pegged the wrong husband for that one. I think Ken is the one that's going to like and sing happy birthday and then just go Ken back is, to sleep. Ken is like those dogs that she carries around. <laughs> They're like dead, but she's just like barely got them pumped up with enough shit to like keep them alive. And like we <laughs> we are three seasons away from Lisa Vanderpump showing up with Ken just like resting under her armpit. This <laughs> is <just> a head. <laughs> like just petting his corpse's head in her confessional. <laughs> Calling him like a sexy little something or another. It's like, finally, we're going to have sex. <laughs> oh, Ken. Um, Ken also, in that little snippet of him, had this look on his face like, ah, they let me out. No one's going to catch me. <laughs> and like, you know, as soon as the producer caught it, they're like, somebody like whoever the cameraman was, like they buzz it in. They're like, hey, hey, 10 o'clock. You got to go get Ken. We got to get him back in the trailer. Ken's like, No. I almost got away with it. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, um, Ariana has blocked Schwartz. She's not interested in being his friend. And um, we get the text that she wrote to Schwartz, which is, fuck you, blocking your number. Go choke on Sandoval's dirty ass dick some more. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Um, Choke on a dick has been really in my um, regular use this last few weeks i love that it's a good one what have you used it for everything everything and not appropriately Mm. yeah wonderful things going on in my kid's school oh (laughs) not about a kid oh i would never assume that yeah i'm assuming something's really bad that somebody deserves to choke on a dick honestly just like things at work like if somebody sent me an email and was like can you get this to me and be like sending the email and be like yeah well you fucking enjoy it i hope you choke on a dick while you read this email and it's like the email is extremely polite a hundred exclamation points best wishes (laughs) let me know if you need anything else love nor hearts and kisses smoochy smoochy yeah that's how i am too my bark is so loud and my bite is literally i'm gonna gum you to death like (laughs) jiggy Uh, um, 
we go to Tom Tom for the first full cast event, and yeah, we just got like a glimmer of Lisa. Like it wasn't, it wasn't our usual like big Lisa moment where she's like you know perched on her one of her chairs and she harasses a hostess and then. <laughs> She sits down. She harasses a hostess. Is like, oh, these menus are disgusting. And then, like, they sit down, and then the the children come and like kiss her hand one by one. We didn't even get that. No, I wonder if she because they did start filming like almost immediately after the reunion, yeah. and I wonder if she was in hiding a little bit because she she did not put her best foot forward at that reunion either. Basically no. being like, oh, darling, he's made mistakes. No, <laughs> boys will be boys. And fuck you, you slut. You dirty, dirty whore of a woman. Fuck you, Kristen Doty. You're never allowed back on the show again. And poor Tom Tom. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <sighs> oh, he was tempted by a beauty queen. <laughs> you know that song, Tempted by the Fruit of Another, you know? <laughs> tempted but the truth was discovered what's been going on I don't know that song Chelsea <gasps> there's no other <laughs> who sings it I don't know Okay. my mom listened to it on road trips it I reminds just... me sitting on this couch reminds me of driving to Michigan <laughs> it just feels like a song that like PK would set up for Dorit to like 100% <laughs> Behind this curtain is Chelsea singing Boy George. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Berlin. <laughs> uh, oh, anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, where I lost my notes. Okay, yeah. Ari- this is Ariana- <laughs> we were at the part where, you know, everybody sang that song. I think I squeeze. I need to Google it. You keep talking. <laughs> um. This is the first time that Ariana's been back at TomTom since the night when everything happened. Yes, go ahead, Chelsea. It looks like you have some news. (laughs) Breaking news. Breaking news, everyone. Breaking news. I'm still not taking my ADHD medicine. (laughs) Tempted by squeeze. Okay. So I encourage everyone, do a Google. After this podcast, rate Nor five stars and then (laughs) Google tempted by squeeze. (laughs) And then who did we imagine was singing this song? Besides you? I forgot. Boy George. Oh, boy George. Well, if PK is introducing it, Boy George is somewhere. <laughs> oh, God. But between – I feel like Lisa and PK probably talk about the cages that they have Boy George and Ken put in because they're probably <laughs> similar. Honestly, a full circle moment to Boy George if he's trapped, chained to a radiator somewhere, you know? <laughs> <Whoop>. <laughs> I mean, we don't talk about it. I don't know why we don't talk about it. That's another Google, people. Go ahead. After Tempted by Squeeze, Google Boy George Radiator and see what happens. Oh, good times. Anyway, um, Ariana is super triggered being at TomTom. She's this is the first time being there since the big reveal. Um, I mean, I get it, but it's like, babe, it's your job. But also it's like, Mama, you live with him. Yeah. Yeah. You see his LED lights at night. I do think, do you feel like there's an element of this that was, it was a power play that the first group event was at TomTom? Like, I definitely feel like that was production. And maybe I'm reading too much into it, as I love to do. But I do feel like that's like a message from production of like, oh, no, we're all filming together. And like, you will go to TomTom. This is the first event. 
Yeah, and like you're not going to be the one that gets to dictate who you film with. Like we're all going to have to film together and you're just going to have to deal with it. Because I'm sure if it was anywhere else, she could have said like, no, this is at our sandwich shop storefront money laundering place and he's not welcome, (laughs) you know? Um, I'm going to need you to expand on that a little bit. Oh, Nor, I told you, I'm unmedicated, babe. What comes out of this mouth doesn't mean shit. I just mean there's no sandwiches yet. Have you that heard? was one of the think pieces. People okay. were pissed that in the opening credits they used somebody else's oh sandwiches. Oh, my God. I saw that. They were, like, using someone else's sandwiches. And I was like, how do you know that? How do you know that? Well, I think we know that because I don't know if the kitchen is open. But well, are we like- writing think pieces on stolen sandwiches these days? Somewhere Lindsay Hubbard is yelling. <laughs> Nobody has made me a sandwich yet. God damn it. <laughs> but, like – Chef Penny could have put those sandwiches together. I mean, like that's true. It's it's just so they funny. do have like, access to restaurants. They, yes, there's like five of them. Like it's not like it's not like it's just so funny. They're like those are someone else's sandwiches. Like I just want to know how somebody knows that. Like how do you know that? <laughs> yeah, they zoom in, and it's actually just a picture of a celebrity on a sandwich from that one Instagram account. Have you seen that? Celebrities on sandwiches? No. Oh, another Google. Who needs who needs Google when you've got me? I'm so sorry, Nora. No, if you were not I gonna have it. me back before, your listeners are gonna <laughs> No, they really... love you. Um yeah, people need to relax with that. It's just like it could have been it also like also could just be like props, guys. Right. They're filming the en- – I don't think those pump teenies are real. No. I also, like, you think that James standing behind that DJ booth is actually <laughs> doing anything in the intro? <laughs> and also, that's not James's music. It's somebody else's. He just hits play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All good points. <laughs> if Rachel did come back, it would zoom in on her recording a podcast episode. <laughs> and then you'd be in the back somewhere <laughs> taking notes. Taking notes. <laughs> and somebody would, like – a Nixon mask on who's a producer <laughs> calling into the podcast <laughs> that's drinking skinny girl out of <laughs> directly out of a vodka bottle. Uh, um, James is doing his little wiggy 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 thing. Um, have you ever had Vanderpump Rose? I have. Okay. It made me break out in a full rosacea mask. <laughs> Good. Yeah. But I think that's a personal problem because I can't really drink wine in general. So I'm not going to besmirch LVP for that one. Oh, I'll besmirch her. I have only had it once at Vanderpump Garden in Caesars, whatever, in Mm -hmm. um, Vegas. Chelsea, it's served warm. (gasps) (laughs) It was like like hot. I was like, what is this? Like I was – and also like I don't drink. So it's just like maybe this is what like rosé is supposed to taste like. And my friends were like, no, it's supposed to be cold. Like, (laughs) like, why is it hot? It's at her restaurant. Wow. Yeah. It was awful. I'm so sorry. It's okay. What is the – so you don't really – you don't really drink. But have you had other Bravo Liberty alcohol or drinks? No. I've never had any of the other ones. I will say Loverboy, their original teas are very, very good. I like some of the spritzers that they've come out with, but I don't like sweet stuff. So some of the sweet is too sweet for me. But the original tea, it tastes like one of those old school Arizona iced teas you'd get from the gas station for 99 cents, but it gets you drunk. Oh, nice. Remarkable. Mm -hmm. 
I wonder if um, Loverboy is doing non-alcoholic spritzers now. They are. Which oh, I don't know about spritzers, but they're doing or like non-alcoholic, like sparkling water or whatever. Mm, because that's well, what that's it is. Just sparkling water. That's what it is. Oh, White I see, Claw. I see. White Claw is now doing non-alcoholic White Claw, and I'm like, babe. So a seltzer water. <laughs> Soda water. Like what? <laughs> I love this full circle. It's like when yeah. AirPods came out, and now they sell little chains to go on the AirPods to connect to your phone, and I'm like, so just headphones. <laughs> <laughs> so silly. Yeah. You're going to be like, they're going to be like, the next iPhone, you can actually punch the buttons in. And we've taken away the wall. internet. It's too much. Now we're just going to call people and you plug it into your wall. Oh, and also when you dial into the internet, it goes, oh, wee, wee. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, Ken is back. Anyway. <laughs> I got out again. I did it. I'm escaped. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Ariana's getting emotional and we get like this whole good old times montage. And, you know, maybe maybe it's my period, but I did get a little bit sad. I was like, man, that does suck. Yeah, the it was it was haunting. It, was. it really. And then her dancing, but then it like cut with the bad times, too. That mm. was it was bleak it was it was was really bleak but I honestly it's moments like this where I really understand Ariana and like her just completely icing Tom Schwartz out Tom Schwartz was essentially acting like my four-year-old like mommy 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 hey 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 and it's like leave me the fuck alone (laughs) like Ariana was doing such a good job of just being like nope you are not existing in my world not to be clear I do let my four-year-old exist in my world but she was (laughs) Ariana was doing a good job of ignoring him and I just thought it was so like heartbreaking the moment he left she just had that like crumbling of like the facade and it's like she's working so hard to be tough and I feel like I do have to keep reminding myself like this was filmed right after the reunion and she just like went back into it. So it it's okay if she's like maybe overcompensating a little bit or like talking about how good she's doing a little too loud because it's like sometimes you got to fake it till you make it and this shit did ruin her life. Yeah, it did. And I think that there's probably a part of Ariana that was like maybe I don't go back on the show because like fuck this show. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, well, then you're leaving the conversation and the whole narrative to be told by the piece of shit that ruined your life. And yeah. so she's like, now I have to do this thing because I have to control the narrative. And it's almost like I feel like at some point she maybe did have a thought about like being the bigger person. But in this type of a situation, mm-hmm. the option is not available. The only way you could be the bigger person is just by like showing up and like holding in your feelings and then falling apart mm-hmm. as soon as the people who have like destroyed you like leave and that's sad yeah because you know if you're not there in this group it would take like two episodes for everybody to like yell at sandoval and then move on completely exactly um and i feel like that's probably what's gonna happen you think i don't it doesn't i'm not hopeful Lisa and Lala talk, and this is when Lala has a lot of empathy for Rachel feeling isolated. This is when she admits that she was the other woman. This is when my note said Lala, who sold lip gloss called Mistress, finally gets it. Mm. Yes. Like, what? And I do understand sometimes you need to be far enough away from the situation. And there are shades of what we just talked about with Ariana, where Lala also 
pumps herself up and is like, no, this is how I'm feeling. And you know, behind the scenes, like maybe isn't as strong as she lets on. But have some self-awareness to know how this is going to come across. Nobody was sitting at home being like, good for her. Oh, good for Lala. She finally realized she ruined a marriage. Way to go, Lala. (laughs) You said it like it's the 1990s and somebody's like watching a soap opera. Hey, Frank, did you see? Good for Lala. She did it. She figured it out. Sweat a weather. That's like before we had Twitter or anything, people were just like shouting things to their televisions. (laughs) Calling people on the phone being like, did you see? Did you see Lala? She finally realized she did it, Dolores. She finally realized she was a mistress. Good for her. Good for her. Um, Katie and Shishu are going to put their shit aside. And then Lala decides to go into a new back alley that we're being introduced to. The Tom Tom back alley. Hmm. I hope that they're gonna not try to sell this to us because Mm-mm. it's not. It back doesn't alley. have the same je ne sais quoi. Like mm, no. I don't believe that Kristen Doty threw up and smoked a thousand cigarettes back there. You know, no, no, not at all. And I think we did get this back alley once last season when Raquel was like drunk and fighting with Katie and like yelling and all that stuff at the end of that last Mm. party. But, you know, I don't, it just, first of all, it's so dimly lit. It just, it also, it's like nighttime. Like there's something about the Surback Alley that we always got it in the middle of the day during a shift, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's bright out Mm -hmm. in the middle of Los Angeles with that purple wall. (laughs) Yeah. The Yeah. It's because I think it really was a great, encapsulation of the little amount of shame everybody on the cast had. It's like, oh, it's the pride parade and everybody's blackout drunk and also it's 11 a.m., you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So, yeah, Lala sends Raquel a voice note, which isn't great. Um, But whatever, I guess. People got to hold on to their jobs, so they got to do what they got to do. The next day, Schwartz is juicing and Katie goes to get the dogs, and this is when we find out that Schwartz has pet bugs. I mean – Guys, please, please stop it. (laughs) Deactivate your child's Instagram and get rid of the bugs. (laughs) And shorts. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Sheena, and this is like he's really trying to lay it on thick with the Katie. Like, Katie, can you like help me like be friends with her? Like, can you? You like tell her like I really, I really miss her. It's a very good Schwartz impression. <laughs> I'm impressed. I can tell you too have been traumatized by a man. <laughs> One of many. Um <laughs> Babe, will you just watch me play Xbox? Come on. Yeah. I don't know why you're being so weird about it. Like we're just like hanging out. Like she's please. just my friend. <laughs> sure, you caught her with your her mouth around my dirty dick, but like we're just friends. God, you're so jealous. <laughs> Why can't you be fun? Everybody's being fun. You're not being fun. Because <laughs> that is true. That type of guy, the worst crime you can be, the worst thing in the world is not fun. Is not fun. How how dare you not be fun? <laughs> Especially when he's being fun, belligerent and fun. Mm-hmm. So fun. So. I love how little power Schwartz has on Katie now. Yeah. Like I think he tries it. Every time we see them exchange custody of 
Butters or whatever that dog, that Butters poor, and Gordo. poor dog's name is. But whenever we see them, like it, it's like the changing of the guards where Katie just is like, okay, and whatever like weird shit. It's like you walk in and Schwartz has a whole new hobby and personality and it's like, hey, Katie, do you see what I'm doing now? Do you look over here, Katie? And Katie's like, all right, well, see ya. Have fun with whatever that is you're doing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um then Sheena, Ariana, Lala, and Katie meet up for drinks, and um, this is when Katie tells Ariana that Schwartz misses her, and Lala decides to play devil's advocate because she suddenly feels that she has to have a lot of sympathy for the people that have been duped by Sandoval. Like Now it's like Sandoval is the worst guy, and everybody else who has done bad have only done bad because of the influence of Sandoval, and it's like... This is the thing that drives me crazy about Lala. It's like you're not wrong in thinking that like we need to be understanding and un- like empathetic to people and why they may make the decisions that they make and understand it. Mm-hmm. But Lala comes at it with like this type of thing where it's like, no, 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 we, no, you, you don't even get to be mad at them. Like only be mad at Sandoval. Like you only like think about like they're the victims. Like everybody's a victim of Sandoval's shit. And it's like, might be a little bit true, but everybody's also a fucking adult. Like Schwartz mm-hmm. and like her equating like Raquel or Rachel and Schwartz is crazy to me because I think that there's more there to find empathy for somebody like Raquel mm-hmm. slash Rachel than Schwartz, who's like a 43-year-old adult who has like slept in a futon with Sandoval <laughs> for like 30 years. So like, why are you, why, why, how are they the same thing? I don't understand. Well, it's also that Lala is the one who always gets to decide the rules. So yes. she gets to decide if somebody's cut off. She gets to decide if we're forgiving somebody. She gets to decide all these things. And it's like, in theory, yes. Did it get a little dicey? That Did my butthole clench the last part of that reunion? Yes, it yeah. did. Yeah. I felt a little a little uncomfy about some of the conversations that were going on. And it was very clear that Rachel was not well at that reunion and all of the things. However, Rachel has also decided not to come back to film. Like this would have been a different situation if this girl had come back and she was going to be part of the conversation for Lala to be like, hey, maybe we should pump the brakes and not like completely devastate this girl emotionally and mentally. But, like, she doesn't actually even need to be part of the conversation because she has signed – she's actually opted out of it completely. So by her doing this, she's not only choosing a side of a person who's not even there, but also it's like the – there's no acknowledgement of who she's talking to. Like, this could have been a conversation for – maybe Katie. Like, maybe Katie to be like, hey, I feel like we went too hard, blah, blah, blah. But – Ariana was directly yes. hurt by Rachel and Sheena was directly hurt by Rachel because, yeah. again, there was a temporary restraining order against her. So yeah. for Lala to come to this table where two out of the four people were direct victims and being like, no, 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 she's the victim, though. It's like, well, what are you doing there? I mean, honestly, also Katie was a victim because Katie, Katie's husband, oh, yeah. was Katie was used as like a pawn in this stupid ass like side subplot. Um, you know, which that is, that is, sorry, that is one thing in Rachel's podcast where she talks about how that whole situation needs to be highlighted more of Tom Schwartz's 
being complicit in all of this because there was this weird thing she talks about where in Cancun, when Schwartz and Rachel have their little kiss, Tom Sandoval did that like army crawl thing. Did you hear about this? No. He army crawled underneath where they were filming and handed them beers to like celebrate them kissing, which is how Raquel knew like, oh, he knows about this. He's fine with this. He's cool with this because they were already hooking up at this point. So that was Sandoval basically co-signing this on-screen relationship slash cover-up, which is just fucking weird and creepy and gross. So all of that too. But yeah, where was my original point with this? Why did I start talking about this? I don't know. I also have not taken any ADHD medication, but that's for – 38 years. So well, something, I don't know. I was, was going to say something. Sorry, <clears throat> listeners. And this is why I take medicine. I jumped in because Rachel said something on the podcast. Well, oh, that in yeah, itself yeah. is crazy. But then also Rachel talks about the fact that like she – oh, this is this was my original point. See, I do get there eventually, people. I am so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> this is for all the people who see videos on TikTok and now think that they might have ADHD. If you don't sound like this, you don't got it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so – She talks about how with the whole Katie situation, she truly like empathy was not on her radar because in her mind, her and Schwartz were like putting on a play. So she did not understand until she processed it later with her therapist that she should be feeling badly for how it was affecting Katie because it was Katie's real life. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And also because – for Rachel, it was probably a little bit of self-preservation. Like, I got to do this thing to stay in this relationship with this person that, like, I've gotten now myself in so deep with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Lala, to me, is giving me – it's like Lala is doing her own little, like – it's not reality reckoning, but it's like a similar thing, right? And she mm-hmm. has the same – she has the um, self-righteousness of Bethany Frankel, too, like, where she's like – She's like, you know, like we were all so mean to her. Like we were so harsh to her and I feel so bad about it. And it's like not right to be like that way to people. And, you know, like we have to be so sympathetic and empathetic to people. And it's like, well, you were the worst one up there. You made the send it to Daryl sweatshirts and made money <laughs> off of it. It's like, what are you talking about that like suddenly everybody needs to be nice? It's like, yeah, everybody else can be nice, but like let's address the thing that you did. But that's what Lala does. Lala mm-hmm. does this thing where she's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to course correct, but like everybody else needs to too. And it's like, well, why don't you just work on yourself first and then we'll see if we the rest of us want to. Like it's not your problem if everybody else wants to continue being the way they are. It's like the same way I feel about Bethany being like, no, the, the it, reality TV is like so bad for everybody. And it's like, okay, but you benefited from it. So and you like, just pitched a show and had they picked it up, you would not be saying any of this. Yeah. And you're exploiting Raquel slash Rachel. So And you having- put on that weird mask and now you're producing her podcast and <laughs> talking into a voice changer machine. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think that – I think you're exactly right. And I think that – it was a choice from editors to do that montage of all of the times Lala was vile mm-hmm. to Rachel. Like, just, I think that was just a – it was a perfect choice of being like, okay, cool, hear you, don't disagree, but also roll the tapes. Yeah, and it's almost like she's trying to get everybody else to be nice to her, but she's only doing that because 
she needs to be nice to her. And it's like, I'm not going to do it unless everybody else is doing it too. Because then Mm -hmm. it's too embarrassing that I was like the biggest asshole. And it's like, Ariana, Katie, and Sheena had legitimate reasons, legitimate Mm -hmm. reasons for being mad at Raquel slash Rachel. I keep calling her Raquel. I know she goes by Rachel now. Yeah, Um, but I mean, it's, yeah. Well, when she did it last season, she was Raquel. Yeah, and she got mad. People did call her Rachel. So exactly. So, mm-hmm. um, like they had legitimate reasons for being mad, and like, yes, Katie wasn't the nicest to her, but for the most part, Sheena and Ariana were absolutely like angels to this woman until things went off at the reunion. That is when they got mad. But you have been consistently awful to this woman. For years and years and years. So you don't get to suddenly be the person who's like, guys, I think we all need to be nicer than her. It's like, (laughs) wait a second. (laughs) Yeah. Because if you think about it, even the fact at that girl's meetup that she turns to Ariana and she's like, you know, I just don't feel like we're like that close or I feel like you're guarded or I feel like you don't like me or whatever. It's like it was a good reminder to me of like, oh, right. Not only was Lala so aggressively mean towards Rachel, but also who was she defending? Who was she so upset for in the situation? She has always hated Sandoval. She just claimed that she wasn't that close to Ariana. I understand the situation was fucked up, but like everybody on that cast except for Katie has cheated at some point. So why were you so outraged if you're allowed to be outraged about the situation, but why were you going so hard like it affected your best friend? Yeah, exactly. And when really what it was, was Lala getting to take her anger out on a person that she's just never really liked. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really about the fact that it was Rachel or it was Sandoval, like, or what the situation was. She just was happy that she got to do a pylon because she's ultimately kind of a monster. Yeah. And I think a victim and hurt from the relationship with Rand. And I think it was another situation where she got to be like, oh, this guy is a lying, cheating piece of shit. Finally, I get to say something because I'm not going to do it to Rand because I'm terrified of what the consequences there could be, which rightfully so. I'm not saying she should or shouldn't do any of that. But like it was clear that it was all a projection. And now she's pulling back because people were like, whoa, Lala, what the fuck? Yeah, and now she's going to go the other extreme, which is that she's going to not maybe not be so nice to Ariana, although she was at the Chicago show last night um, at the first uh, the first show that Ariana did. So maybe they're yeah. friends, but the trailer set it up where yeah. she's going to be coming in hard against. Mm-hmm. Which I do feel like there will be a moment of that and maybe it will course correct when she realizes like, oh, Rachel's not coming back and I can't alienate myself from like the current cast members. Like I can't can't sacrifice potential scenes with a woman who's not returning for scenes with people who are here. But yes, exactly. Um, Speaking of people who are returning, unfortunately, um, in the coming up this season, we did get um, Jax's new face. Are you gonna watch the Valley Show, no, the Valley Village Show? I Nobody sure is. Sure, I'm not. That trailer. I don't know what they were trying to do with it. It was chilling. I felt like I was watching like a reimagination of Dexter. I was like, "Is Jax gonna <gasps> kill someone?" Oh my god! Yes, it was Dexter. Oh, you're right. Next thing you know, he's yeah. like squeezing juice. Yes. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. 
Oh, God. He do you think like they're going to do a backdoor pilot the way they did with Beverly Hills and Vanderpump Rules? Is that I, what they're going to do? They're probably going to try to. And you know what? That's going to suck us in. I'm going to be so fucking mad about it. I know. I'm going to be back in six weeks, hopefully medicated, talking about <laughs> Jax's stupid show. <laughs> now, I did not watch him on The House of Villains because there's too many shows, you guys. I can't keep up. Um but apparently, allegedly, he was tolerable on the show. I mean, he was there for like a day. Oh, was he? Thanks yeah. a lot. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Well, no, he spoiled. Did you hear about that? No. At the premiere party, before <laughs> any of the episodes had aired, he spoiled the fact that he was like first or second to go home. <laughs> Which then, of course, people were like, I wonder if that impacts his contract and like whether or not he gets paid. And we know that man needs a check. Oh, he needs a check so, so bad. Oh, God. God bless him. <laughs> bless his heart, as Brittany would say. Um, this Valley Village show that I don't care about it. I don't care about the witches of WeHo. The only person I have ever consistently cared about is Katie. Um, but uh, apparently Stassi was on your favorite Jeff Lewis's podcast. Jeff Lewis Live, Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Which um people I'm not I'm gonna be vague, but if you wanna gossip about what's happening in the Jeff Lewis sphere, <laughs> you please always- slide into my DMs. <laughs> I have so many opinions and nobody to talk to about it. Nobody, nobody. You should like become friends with MJ from Shaw's because she's like a regular on his podcast. Oh my God. Well, Ryan Bailey goes on his podcast now and I'm like, I feel like I have fangirled too hard. Like I've covered, I have been rolling around in the dirt and the mud and the pigs talking about like drama associated with the show. I can't become somebody who transcends that to be on the show, but my God, ask, believe, receive if I could be on that Serious XM channel at some <laughs> point. Like, so Chelsea, tell us about your social media presence. You're like, well, I do these hot takes, and I cover you guys. <laughs> your personal lives, I like to talk about them. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Um, no, but Stassi was on Jeff Lewis Live, and he was like, just poking and poking and poking and poking and being like, you need to go back on the show. You need to be on yeah. TV. What are yeah. you doing? And she essentially was like, no, like. I have my family. I don't want to risk it. I don't want to be a monster on TV anymore. And I'm like happy with my life. Now, she didn't say it was completely out of the question, but she said like I wouldn't go and hang out with people I'm not friends with and like ruin my life and ruin my family for that. So I think that – I mean I've said this from the beginning. She Cancellation is not real. She was never canceled. She had a, well, asterisk best-selling book about being canceled – Mm-hmm. Do you know about all those conspiracies? That she went, bought the Bought thing. her own book yeah, to make course. the list. But I think that she's angling for like her own family spinoff show. And it's like, you're not that beloved. I, I think know. there's I a know. certain demographic that would love to see the good, the bad, and the baby. Oh, God. Um, I did think what was interesting in that is that she said that she's not friends with anybody on the show. And Kate and Kristen is on Valley Village. I think that they had another falling out. Oh, I love that. Because just Mm -hmm. like less than a year ago, she was on on TV or like on something being like, this is Kristen Dowdy's 
time to shine. Like she is so good. This is so good for her. Like she was like talking her up. She was like, Kristen is going to be so good here and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like cracking up that that took less than one calendar year. And she was like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not, I'm not friends with any of those people. <laughs> yeah. Which in a sick way is once again, proof why the original formula for Vanderpump Rules was so genius is because like Nobody's been filming Stassi and Kristen for years, and they're still having messy falling out fights off camera. You yeah, know? it's amazing. It's the mm-hmm. best. Um, well, what do you have going on, Chelsea? Clearly, not much in the old brain, nor. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you are not sick of this, you can check out. <laughs> Thank you. I'm seriously, thank you for having me back because I don't think anybody else is going to have me on to talk Bravo anytime soon. But if you're not sick of this, you can listen to I Am The Cute One, which I host with my mortal enemy, Donnie Hatfield-Smith. Um, we uh, just- Donnie, Donnie, people on Twitter are saying Hatfield-Smith. <laughs> yeah. um, and we put out episodes now twice a week, Mondays and Fridays. Monday is our classic episodes where we recap movies, kind of, but mostly just talk about ourselves. And then Friday is our TGIF episode. And this week, so when this episode comes out tomorrow, Friday, we talk about Justin Timberlake's week. Mm. We talk more about this. And we just, um, yeah, talk a lot of shit. So tune in there. And then you can follow me at Ono Chels if you want to Watch me recap Rachel's podcast. I'm sure she's dropped six episodes since we've been talking. And yeah, memes and such. And Jeff Lewis updates. Oh, yeah. And whatever (laughs) Jeff Lewis has had for breakfast. (laughs) 